Welcome to the Strategic Talent Management People Solution Podcast. We solve your people challenges. People are the most important ingredient for your business or organization's success. We believe the way to take your organization to the next level begins with knowing your people and yourself. Welcome to Strategic Talent Management's People Solutions Podcast. I am Sue MacArthur, President of STM, and I'm joined today by our by our CEO, Art Boulay. Hello. And in this episode, we're talking about succession, and we're taking a case study approach, which means we have an old friend of STM's with us today, George Foster, founder of Foster Marketing. Welcome, George. Well, glad to be here, Sue, and Art. We're very glad to have you. You know, when you and I were talking about doing this podcast the other day, you started right off with a statement that really stuck with me, and that was, succession is a journey. And I know you began thinking about succession for your agency back in 1987 at your Innisbrook meeting. So encapsulate that last 40 years. Tell us about uh, about that coming to fruition last year. Well, uh, really had even been thinking about it before that when I was in uh, uh, at, at the Innisbrook meeting. Uh, we, you know, listening to the members, they talked about transitioning out. So that was always, mm-hmm. in, the back, always in the back of my mind. Right. And then um, as time went on, I'd see articles here or there or read what people were doing. And uh, with a son in the business uh, or son ha- having worked with me, several times, in fact, uh, that always kind of was in my mind because I was approached by companies to um, to be acquired or to even discuss it. And at the time, I just, and it was a good move, as it turned out, I just didn't really want to do it because I, my son was a, a potential heir, heir apparent. And so uh, I didn't really follow through on that. But so these are little steps along the journey, you know, that you, it's in the back of your mind, you've been approached, uh, You've heard other people talk about it, the importance of it. And so finally, we kind of got to moving on it. And with the Innisbrook meeting, you know, we had uh, we had a succession planning person speak. And mm-hmm. uh, and so it was at one time. And so then it got to be the time to to do it or to think about how are we going to do it. And we the most logical deal. And this was kind of one of the things we we talked about you and I about do, do you want to be, and I heard a, one of a, an agency guy mentioned that, do you want to be a lifestyle business or do you want to be a legacy business mm-hmm. and with a son and a, a potential people on staff, I wanted to be a legacy business. And so how do we go about that? And, and so the, 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 the deal was then we, we wanted to find the right person to do it. And we happen to have that person. And by the way, roughly, I know you this all started like in the 80s, but when did you kind of focus on the internal legacy option, George, about how many years ago? Well, uh, it, it probably with you. Uh, we mm-hmm. we had you come to uh, one of our, our uh, summer retreats and with staff and I wore scotch. And of course, if it's with our <laughs> artist scotch. 
uh, we discussed um, uh, who of our, you'd done assessments on everybody and uh, who would be the best one. And you said, if you want this, one of our uh, elder statesmen in the deal, uh, who's a potential, had owned an agency and been president of another one. I said, what about uh, Bob? And he said, and you said, uh, if you want the agency to survive, he's not the guy. Well, we talked maybe about my son at one time too. Uh, and then with, with the eventual person that bought the thing was Tiffany Harris. Mm -hmm. and she, she was a, a accounting executive. She'd been with me since 1995. And um, I can't remember exactly what the year of the meeting was. It was maybe later than that, but um Anyway, she would be good if we could keep her alive. She was a go-getter, and, you know, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a big thing. So that was kind of where, where I got to figuring that that's who I needed to be. And so then we went about uh, promoting her through the agency from account executive, and then she was a vice president, then president. That was a real big thing. Right. And then we eventually uh, had decided that – you know, I laid it out to her that uh, that she could own the agency, and this and and this was a good thing because her her dad owned a business, so mm -hmm. she was, he supported her and uh, advised her, and it was a good thing. And by the way, just to just to just to clarify that that part of the journey started almost exactly twenty years ago, and I just want to impress upon people who are listening. It's never too early to start. And, you know, you gave it plenty of runway to develop and, you know, I'm sure tried different options along the way. But that's that's really key. I think too often people uh, start this journey, as you called it, way too late and they try to turn it into a project. Well, exactly. Uh, David Baker, who I've, uh, you're I've got uh, as an advisor in this business, we had him speak on succession planning at one of our Innisbrook meetings. And uh, I'll never forget the look on one of the members' faces when he said, from the day you um, sell the agency, you're still going to be involved for several years. Now, understandably, mm -hmm. it's less these days, it seems like, but at that point in time, it's five years. And this owner just kind of couldn't believe it that she's going to be stuck with them after selling the agency <laughs> another five years of working. So, so it is, it is a, a, a long time. And even in our uh, successful uh, sale and transfer and all that, um, it did, it was a journey over time too. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that you identified Tiffany and kind of the progression of her titles, but how did you know that she was the right person? What was it about her that gave you the confidence to begin the process of transferring the business to her and you know what were the things you really needed to think about in her development through those well, years uh she uh was a, a former all-american softball player and she was a winner and when i hired her um in 1995 she was a winner and she was a catcher and ran the team and told the coach you don't need two catchers i can do it all and i got there an hour before practice and stayed an hour after you know, working with the pitchers and, and she was a winner. And, um, from the get go, she was with me, uh, as we trained. And then I knew I had my business made when one of our clients said, why don't you let Tiffany handle the account? 
I said that now that's all yay no great so uh anyway that was so she and and nothing ever dissuaded me she's loyal nothing ever dissuaded me from thinking that she was a potential uh, uh owner so it seems that there was no doubt that that Tiffany was going to work out for you but you mentioned earlier that you had a son who had worked in the business off and on what was it about that situation when we talk to business owners about succession they often have a, a child or some other relative in mind what was the determining factor that your son was not going to be the successor well it was really uh his choice it really uh he i think he would have been great uh uh doing running the business but he was there three different times in different roles he opened up an office for us at in Dallas Fort Worth uh he was uh, early on he was super in marketing uh he was great at but he just didn't have the passion for it and he kept well one thing he kept getting better job offers you know I mean, <laughs> you know i mean he he and he's a mercenary so uh he you know he got he, he did real well for him. he's doing real well for himself right now too and so um anyway he, it just didn't work out and so, uh, matter of fact, the the uh, third he he was with uh, Foster three three different times through the years. And the last time uh, he was uh, running our Houston office, and he got offered a super job with one of the magazines. And he came and told Tiffany and myself that, um, you know, he's taking this job. And at that point, we kind of said one, two, three strikes, you're out, you know, because. One thing about with your children, I'm sure people who have children in the business, it's a, not only a financial investment, but it's an emotional investment mm -hmm. in your children. And so, for you know, here you are, you put the emotional investment as well as the financial investment in one of your kids, and uh, and he's not a kid anymore, but but um, you know, then then you have to, and for her too, because for for her he was uh potentially the heir apparent for her you know uh in the business in other words even if she so and this was before we really got into final uh right. I, I think what's interesting about your approach george is is you you really start with people you started with your son and tiffany and really looked at the people side most seriously and we work a, a good deal with a local a CPA firm on succession planning and they hire, they handle the finances and the legal side, but and approached us early on uh, recognizing that people made up the th third leg of that stool. But again, it's something I think people should be more conscious of. It, it's not only about the legal and the financial side. It's, it really has to, it begins and ends with the people equation and i think that's one thing you did particularly well well you know it's, it's i guess it's my, my athletic background is uh if you really look at successful teams uh they have to have a a, a culture <clears throat> and right we, we, and as you know because we've been working with you for many years is we have a very familial probably culture uh maybe mm -hmm. someone could maybe say too much but um Anyway, I think I think so. You, we're we're a, we're a service provider, so uh, people are everything. Uh, 
uh, are we're only as good as our employees are and and how they relate to our clients and they relate well and that's why we've been pretty successful i would agree the although you have uh, uh not to dismiss the financial and legal considerations because of course that's critical but i i've again was always struck by you seem to have a a fairly unique or customized, highly customized approach to the finances or the financial side of the of the uh, sale. Uh, perhaps you could talk about that a little bit. Um, yes, uh, I think the biggest uh, thing that anybody trying to sell their firm is going to be the financial aspect of it. Um, especially if it's an internal sale like ours was, because mm-hmm. how, how many employees do you know that can come up with millions or whatever the sale price would be, um, you know, just out of pocket? That has It has to be uh, a, a gradual buyout or a bank buyout or funding or whatever. In other words, it's it's somebody that can has the wherewithal that can afford to do it. So the financial part is a, a key mm-hmm. deal, and it was a key a key deal with uh, Tiffany as well, too. How we how we structured the deal, and I can talk more about you know some of the intricacies of that later. But ultimately, when you sit down, someone has to you know another thing, big thing too is the vision. You have to see the ha, somebody that has a vision for the firm too down the line that they could see they could make it happen, because it's it's going to be a payout. So it's not a instantaneous gratification mm-hmm. but you have to visualize how you're going to do it through the years and now one thing that's great about the internal is that you the the players the team is in place so if you have a good team and a good business you can see that vision on down so i think that's a key element of it and one thing we've learned working with our our cpa expert is that the value of the business is really determined by that layer of management you have in place. It can't be George Foster because he's leaving. Uh, but it the 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 real value of the firm is is in the people. I think that's the that's the again. I think that's one of the key things that you got right from the beginning. Well, exactly. Well, you know, sometimes they say it's your clients, but clients come and go. For example, when we would mm-hmm. get a new lease or uh, on an office building, or move, or grow, or we needed in Houston more in particular, um, we all I always believe we would go and uh, open our office where near our employees, not near the clients, because clients come and go. But employees, you're hoping will stay, and mm-hmm. many and many of them have and do. So uh, it's been that's one of the, been the strong points of foster marketing i think are our good employees have stayed so george coming back to the the details of that financial transaction which uh i've always been impressed with it just seemed fairly unique to me something i hadn't heard of before maybe you could describe how that uh, we'll call it the 10 percent option how did that work That's right well first off uh we had a valued employee been with me for at the time, uh, 15 years uh, mm-hmm. or so, and she's it's now been uh, almost, uh, well, almost 30 years. I mean, yeah, so, absolutely. So, uh, so at, 50, at least 15, maybe it's 20 at the time. And um, I wanted to reward her for her hard work and building the business. I mean, she just did a great job building the business and, 
and internally. And so what I did is I thought how we're going to kick this off is I'm going to uh, gift her 10% of the business. And, uh, you know, money's never been my motivating deal really on the thing. And so um, I like to give, you know, and so I gifted her 10% of the business. And then we came to a, a deal of she would buy the business over time uh, at 10% a year. And we structured this all legally, by the way. And at, when it got to 50%, she would go out and mm -hmm. uh, find funding for the uh, balance of, of the payments. So that was, she agreed. I think we signed a letter of intent. I have to go back and look exactly. And uh, gifted her 10, paid the taxes on it even. Uh, and then the next year, gifted, uh, next year, and this was the toughest year because she had to buy 10%. Oh, uh, and, and by the way, the, the, she got a um, discount price, internal buyout price uh, on the market. It would have been more, uh, mm -hmm. but the market is the market. So you don't know what that is. So, and anyway, so she, she uh, bought the next 10% and, and that was a step out because even at that, you had to go out and find funding for it or figure out how to do it. And then the third, the third year, the next ten percent was a little bit easier because now she had dividends coming in for twenty percent. But uh, and we kind of worked a deal because of the value value of the company. This was maybe COVID even uh, time, and uh, we kind of discounted it a little bit. And she bought the third, you know, got the third ten percent, and then we got to the fourth ten percent. It was she. It was really paid out of her. She could pay it out of her dividends. She just didn't get any. Deal. They went straight into to the my coffers, you know, for buying the deal. So then we get to, and there'll be glitches along the way. Uh, there's nothing ever, you know. What if that person can't do it? She, the, her performance always was top notch, great and all that. But we got to the the the, the will be the fifth ten percent, and. Then the big deal there was going to be, you got to, after that's over, you got to come up with a big, big nut. And at that point in time, uh, and maybe this, this wasn't COVID, this, the other thing was before COVID. So <clears throat> the big, the big thing came into mind. She kind of balked at that, at that point. And we were in COVID, then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. so even a little bit before COVID, let me go back to my story. A little bit before COVID, uh, she kind of balked. This was in eight, must be in 19, exact dates. And my CPA, I'll never forget, he said, uh, when I told him that uh, this wasn't maybe not going to go through, he said, well, your number one job is to find a buyer. Well, I think I'd interviewed several, uh, met with people, some people, other agencies, three or four, uh, who I felt good about. And proactive with, and we kind of talked. And I remember, remember meeting with one. We had lunch, and he's from the UK. And uh, we had lunch and talked about it. And he got the last flight out of the US before uh, all the flights were shut down for COVID. So selling the agency at that point in time was, you know, fruitless. And uh, so all I went about is learning. I use that time to learn. And we had our business stayed good. PPP helped and all those kind of things. But our business stayed good. We were good, strong. 
And um, we then we, re we revisited it, but during that learning period, um, I read and went to seminars and uh, got material. And the biggest thing I, that was, and I would tell people that that helped me was, and it was generational equity had a seminar and I got a big booklet. And one of uh, the key points was recasting your financials. And I didn't understand what that meant, but what it meant is to show your financials with you out of the, the equation. And when you do that, then all of a sudden it looks doable. You know, again, you have that person mm -hmm. has to see the vision of being able to do it uh, financially. And, and that, so I think that was a key thing when I shared the, the recasted financials with Tiffany got, got me out of there. It looked a lot better. It looked doable, you know, uh, mm -hmm. because we had the business. The other thing too was, and this is important when you're talking about people earlier is there are three options. Uh, and I wrote it on a piece of paper, a little scratch paper was okay. If we, and she, our base is in, our base office in, is in Lafayette, Louisiana. That's where our back end is. That's where she lives, but she's over, you might well live in Houston because she's here and we're fixing, she's fixing to buy something here, I think, is that um, if we were to sell to an outside firm, they eventually, the Lafayette's, was probably going they they wanted the Houston stuff. Right. They wanted Houston and UK maybe and Lafayette, but eventually they I could see them not keeping whoever bought it. That'd be it. So if the outside, you know, Tiffany would be retained, but the people eventually the location and everything may not be. Okay. Right. The second option was private equity. Now, private equity bought foster marketing. Then they would probably keep her, definitely keep her and whatever she wanted to do. They were just in for it for the money, which would have been a good thing. But, and so that was a kind of middle ground, a possibility. But again, she'd have somebody she didn't know. But the ultimately best thing for every, the staff and everyone and locations and is, you know, keep on keeping on as her as the owner right 100 percent. so and that's what and that's what we did so then we continued from there mm -hmm. and it's been a success it has the she uh bought the uh well this is interesting too she went out and got funding for the 50 percent, but she wanted to me to keep 10 percent, and Maybe uh, she, she probably would have to answer that, but she came up with a good answer is that during the uh, PPP deal, you could not buy more than 50%. And I didn't know that, but she knew, she barely knew that. So I kept 10%. And so the last 10%, uh, I she purchased in March of 23. So you're still somewhat active in the business but yeah, very uh, i'm still a consultant and uh, uh you know i think i think i have value and i talked to her the other day about 
I said, do you, are you sure you want to continue? They said, well, we're good through July. So keep, keep on trucking. You know, I said, well, that's good. I'm, I'm at your disposal. She's doing a great job and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm so happy for her. And, uh, so the legacy continues. Well, George, we always like to offer practical and actionable solutions for our listeners. For those who are out there thinking about taking this succession journey, what actions should they be taking right now? And are there any particular resources that you would recommend? Well, in my, our, our, our niche or business is uh, advertising marketing. There's, there's several people that are consultants in that. And, uh, David Baker, who's now got a new deal called Punctuation. I've got to figure that one out. But um, then there's uh, uh, Drew McClellan with AMI, and he's a consultant on that. And then uh, Art Stevens and Tobin Leff. There's there's several. And I mentioned generational equity, but that's more generic. The first four groups are uh, more PR, uh, advertising, design, marketing companies, <laughs> and they're very good at it. Uh, I did not use one. Um, I learned from them and uh, pretty my with my CPA and my legal uh, and in, done internally. It was done. I didn't. Although that's not really true. Tobin left an evaluation for uh, us, as did our CPA, as did um, our friend Tony Micus, who is no no longer with us with Second Wind. Uh, one thing I'd mention though that is every group wants to do evaluation first. Mm. They all want to do evaluation. And really, how many evaluations can you get? Uh, you need uh, the advice I would get. I mean, I've got all kinds of evaluations. Uh, the va ultimate evaluation is how much is somebody willing to pay and, right. and, and who, who they are, um, you know, who you're going to join or who's going to buy you or whatever is important if it's an outside firm. Uh, I think they, where they, the expertise they would bring is to make sure it's not so much the valuation, I think, is what makes sure you don't uh, leave something on the table. Though, so, mm -hmm. you know, and they could do that. But I guess they have to figure out evaluation. But um, anyway, so uh, those are three, some, some good sources. Uh, you can read up on it, succession planning, and, and get ideas. And believe me, there's a lot of people that want to help you uh, with that. <laughs> I think learning is a big thing, too. So it's, uh, you know, just keep learning all the time. Well, George, by my reckoning, it was almost 20 years ago to the day that we first sat down in Galveston. And here we are, bookended 20 years later with you formally uh, out of the ownership picture, but I'm really glad we had this opportunity. And again, because of your success, uh, I, I'm, I just uh, feel very strongly that people are going to get a lot out of listening to you and perhaps following up on your advice. Well, be happy. I'm happy to help. It's a, it's a, it's a journey and it's been a great journey. Well, you have some well, great Jerry. experience to share. And th thank you for sharing with our listeners. Yes. Uh, enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode and being so candid about your succession journey. And thank you to our listeners as well. I hope you found this to be a valuable use of your time. 
So thank you for listening to another episode of Strategic Talent Management's People Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe to get notifications for new episodes. And for more information on strategic talent management, click on the link to our website in the podcast description.